Wild women, welcome. This is the Femme Podcast. If you're new around here, I'm Jack, one half of the Femme Duo. Before you dive into today's episode, I want to give you a heads up. The Femme Podcast is on season number two. You're about to listen to an episode from season one, which was the Spiritual Smackdown podcast where we invited women to rise from rock bottom. So season one is all about the Spiritual Smackdown. Season two is all about rising from greatness to greatness. More on top of more on top of more. It's where we tap into everything your woman desires. The money, the sex, the wealth, the power, the pussy desires. Start here and then come join us for season two. We're waiting. It's like a little tap on the butt or a huge womp on the booty. A spiritual smackdown is the universe's way of saying, hey, you, it's time for a change. It's time to listen to your intuition. You know, that little voice you've been ignoring. It's time for something bigger, something miraculous. But before you get to experience those highs, you got to shift through the lows. Oh, those lows. And those often start at rock bottom. Hey, I'm Rob. And I'm Jack. We're best friends and business partners. We life together, work together, play together, and somehow we ended up here. With a community of thousands of badass, beautiful women who want more from life than staying surface level. Welcome to the Spiritual Smackdown Podcast. This is for the wild woman ready to rise. The woman ready to up-level her game in soul-driven business and elevate to the next level of her being. This podcast is going to connect you with women who are out in the world having a massive impact. This podcast is going to call on your truth. This podcast is going to initiate massive breakthroughs in your life and business to bust through the limits that are keeping you stuck exactly where you are right now. We're going deeper than surface level. We're going to the depths of healing to trigger your revolution. We're tapping into the struggles of growing and operating six-figure businesses, being totally broke and then rising to riches. We're diving into the spiritual growth, getting clear on what you want, learning how to ask for it, owning your worth, gaining confidence, and becoming a total queen of pleasure to raise your vibe and magnetize your reality. We're teaching you how to get strategically aligned in your business and challenging you to strip your business of all the weighted shoulds. And then we're going to watch your bank account start growing with more ease than ever before. So welcome to this space, a space for you to finally understand and celebrate that where you are right now is the perfect place to rise. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes, fill your cup with coffee or wine, and come get real with us as we spit our truth and get ready to rise. Hello, Wild Femmes. Welcome back to the Spiritual Smackdown podcast for the wild woman ready to rise. You guys, this week we have a really exciting, exciting, exciting episode for you. We have pulled some of our favorite, favorite content from Radicalize Your Life, and we're going to be sharing them with you over the next three weeks. Okay, so today we are starting off with the vision segment. Vision, you guys, what is a vision? Rose-colored glasses, seeing life through a foggy lens. Like, what is your vision? How are you doing? What's your vision looking like? What's it feeling like? Are you feeling clear on what it is that you truly desire to create in your life? 
I'm going to ask that question again. Are you truly, I mean like truly take yourself deeper than like, yeah, of course, of course I know what I want. Of course I know what I want. No, Mm -mm. no, we're talking pussy soul desires here. My loves, I said it. We're talking pussy soul desires, like the desires from the depths of your womb, the desires that you don't speak at the dinner table, the desires that you don't talk about, even the desires that you don't know you have, okay? When we go to this depth, when we go to this level and this layer, when we're willing to see it, to feel it, this is when we begin to create the vision for our lives, the real vision. The vision that feels scary as fuck, but the vision that you know you want. The vision that you would be working towards, that you would be striving towards and creating in your everyday if you weren't afraid. If you weren't afraid to speak up, if you weren't afraid to take action, if you weren't afraid to trust yourself and to move into the unknown, that vision. So today we're going there. We're going to take you places you haven't been. Now, there are parts in this podcast that feel deep because we're taking you right into the core of these workshops. So when I listened to it, I was like, ooh, I sound so serious. <laughs> There's one part you'll hear Robin talking. You're like, oh, yeah, she sounds so serious. But that's my teaching voice and you're getting it. So take what feels aligned with you in this moment. Take what you need and begin to create the vision for your life. Begin to get serious about the way you're showing up for yourself. And then, and only then, when you align yourself with the vision, day after day after day, will you begin to see that vision come to life as your reality. If you're wanting access to all of these full workshops, to all of this three-day immersion, we started calling it a three-day retreat because it was just so rich and so full. The link to join is in our show notes, still available for you. Love you, wild women. So today we were like, what can be interesting and fun? Like what's, what's a fun way to talk about radicalize your life? And I was like, well, we do this every day. We radicalize our lives every day. Why don't we tell stories that we've experienced or like moments in our lives where we've made one decision that radicalized these areas of our lives. So I want to talk to you about a moment that I really recall radicalizing my vision. I was about two years into my business, two years into my entrepreneurial journey, and I was in this place where I was really trying to be everyone for everyone. I was a yoga instructor. I was a party girl. I was the, I was managing a, an art gallery. I was hanging out with friends every night of the week. I was trying to nurture my new marriage. I was going to yoga, running marathons. Tra- like I was literally wearing every single hat. And I remember feeling at, during this time of my life, like I can't say no. Because if I say no, if I take like that wrong Jenga piece out of the puzzle, then everything is going to crumble. Like, yes, felt like my gasoline. Like, yes, felt like the reason to keep going and the thing that was keeping me afloat. You know, it's almost like you're working so, so, so hard and then you take a vacation or you get a break and all of a sudden your body gets sick. You know, how many times has that happened to you? 
where you're finally on vacay and then you get a cold. Well, because your nervous system finally has a minute to relax, right? And this is the state that I felt like my life is. Like the minute I slow down, something's gonna fall apart. The minute I say no, I'm gonna drop one or all of these balls. Like something is not gonna go right. My solution was to just keep going, keep going, keep saying yes, keep making plans, keep taking other jobs, keep teaching classes, keep running marathons, keep striking things off the list. Just keep going. And like always, what happens when we deny the real problem or when we don't allow ourselves to see our triggers or when we don't allow ourselves to slow down long enough to see what's really going on and hear what we truly need, the universe gave me a huge womp on the booty and a beautiful spiritual smackdown that forced me to see what I needed. And it was during this time that I really sat there with the vase completely smashed on the ground. And I literally remember seeing my life in these like shambles. And I could see the shape of each one of these pieces that had fallen apart. And I just remember staring at it, thinking like, what do I do now? My life has literally fallen apart. That one ball that I was afraid of dropping, yeah, well now the, the entire thing has fallen apart. I haven't dropped one ball, I, I have no balls left. And so at first when we lose things, it's hard, it hurts. We go through grief, we go through loss, we go through shock, right? And before we're able to pick up the pieces, we, we, something happens. We think to ourselves like, oh my gosh, how can I fix this as fast as possible? What can I do to just make this go back to the way it was? And I remember sitting in the car crying to my best friend who lives across the country saying like, I just want my life back. And the truth is in those moments when everything has fallen apart, the last thing that we want is to have everything go back to exactly the way that it was. Because what this is, when we really truly allow ourselves to see it, is an opportunity, right? An opportunity to pick up the pieces that we truly desire to hold on to, right? An opportunity to pick up the pieces of who we really want to be, right? If I allow my entire life to fall away, if I allow it all to slip away and all I'm left with is my truth, my essence, then in that moment, when there is no pressure, no obligations, no plans, no relationships, no one knocking on my door, then I'm able to look in the mirror to hold vision with myself and to say, who do you truly desire to be in this lifetime? What is it that you want to build? What is it that you want to create in this moment? So it was in this moment for me, that I got really crystal clear on the vision of who I desired to be. I quit all of my extra jobs. I got really clear about what I wanted my business to look like. What did I want to build? What kind of leader did I desire to be? What kind of business did I want to operate? How much did I want to be working? What kind of clients did I want? I, I recreated my brand and my vision during this time. I looked at my marriage said, this is not working. This is not working. What do I, what do I need for this to work? Do I want this to work? Am I willing to do the work to make it work? What do I desire for my relationship? 
These questions are questions that some people will never ever be brave enough to ask themselves because the answers are often not what we want to hear. What if I had asked myself, you know, I was one year into my marriage with a man that I really adored, living a life that many people dream of. What if the answer I got in return was no, you don't want this. That would have felt scary, right? It would have meant a lot of hard conversations, letting people down, selling a house, getting rid of all of our new wedding presents, right? There was a lot attached to that answer. So often we don't allow ourselves to ask the big questions. We don't allow ourselves to get real about our desires, to really get clear on the vision for our life because we're afraid we might see something that we don't want to see because not all desires are light and we want to shine light on the darkness, the darkness, the depths of those desires so that we can begin to take the aligned action to really begin to bring them to life. This is how you live with your truth. This is how you live in alignment with your soul's calling and purpose. And this is how you wake up inside your own life and begin to live a life of desires. What does it mean to radicalize your life? It means that you make choice after choice to transition in your life. You make choice after choice to up level in your life. That means you make the choice even when it's hard, even when it's scary, even when other people don't get it, even when it means hard conversations. And it's this energetic for me. You guys know that I'm always diving into energetics. So radicalizing your life is this like energetic commitment to going all in. And I'm going to share a story with you that is going to take us back a few years, actually when I was pregnant with my daughter, so I mean, she's turning four this summer, of when I really, I think for the first time, really um, got clear in my vision, got clear in choosing me, got clear in what I desired in my life when I really upgraded my, when I upgraded my vision. If you guys have heard my story and know about my spiritual smackdown, you know that I was living a great life. I was living a great life where I was thought I was really happy, where I was living downtown Toronto, where I had an incredible son. Um, you know, my husband and I up until this point had been happily married. We had a gorgeous home downtown. I really thought like, oh, I have it all. And then my spiritual smackdown hit and I recognized not only did I not have it all, but like I had only been living half alive. I thought like I thought this was all there was to life. When I went through my spiritual smackdown, I was like, Oh no, this is a time for me to really turn inward, for me to really get clear on like, what is like, what is Jack desire? What's like living in my soul that I haven't allowed to surface that I just like kind of kept shoving down because there was many moments before this that I had these like little pings. I had these little pings from this universe, this calling to like dive into more personal develop work, development work, mindset work. I had this calling that there was just something more out there for me, but I didn't know what it was. And then, oh my gosh, the story is like so cool when I think back of it, especially to share with you today, because I just came from spending a weekend with my friend um, Brett and her family up at their cabin on this beautiful lake surrounded by the mountains. And Brett's part of the story of when I got really clear in my vision. When I got really clear in my vision, I had come out here. It was Kane's second birthday. This was like one month into my spiritual smackdown. 
I was four months pregnant with my daughter. I had my two-year-old. My husband and I had just separated, and we were walking around this gorgeous lake in Vancouver. I just saw the mountains. I remember seeing the snow-capped mountains in the background, and I just looked at her, and I was like, this is home for me. I was like, this is home. I'm meant to be by the mountains. I'm meant to be by the water. And I and I told her, I was like, I breathe differently here. There's this like weight that I've been carrying around that I didn't even know was there. And it feels like it's lifted. I feel free. I want to be out here exploring with my son. I want to be creating a life where I get to travel with my children, where I get to like be on this journey as like a gypsy soul mama with so much choice. And at the time, I remember feeling like, I don't know how that's going to be possible. I'm going through a separation with my husband. I'm probably going to be chained to Toronto for the rest of my life. But I had this deep knowing that this was part of my vision, that this was part of where I belong so much. In fact, that we went to a barbecue later that day at her friend's place and I met them for the first time. And I was like, I'm going to be here in like a couple of years. I just know that my soul is meant to be here. And I just really held on to this vision. And in that same trip, I had this very clear vision also of this path. It almost was like this path that came to this fork in the road. And I knew I was on this one path and that I, from that moment forward, I knew I was choosing to keep evolving. I knew I was choosing growth. I knew I was going to choose my soul time and time and time again. And then what I felt like I was desiring, I was like, oh, but I desire like my husband to come along on this journey with me. And in that moment though, I also knew that like, I was choosing me no matter what. I was choosing me no matter what. And yes, I thought our paths might intertwine again because he also gets choice. But at the same time, I knew like my vision now is so clear. My vision is that I'm going to be leading a life that I love. I'm not going to be living half alive. I'm going to be living fully alive. I'm going to show my kids what it's like to have a mom who's living fully alive, to be a woman in her power, to be able to do all the things that lit my soul on fire. So then all the choices I made going forward from there, all the ups and downs throughout my spiritual smackdown, through my separation with my husband, through our like reconciling, I was able to hold this vision of this is the the new standard. This is the standard I set for my life. This is the standard for me is about choosing myself, about staying true to my vision of the things that I truly desire, even when they feel impossible. Because let me tell you, it didn't make sense for me to believe that I was going to be moving across the country. It also didn't make sense when I packed up my family with my three-year-old and my one-year-old and drove across the country, not knowing if we were going to stay, where we were going to land, and two and a half years later, still being here. So I kept making these choices time and time again that didn't make sense logically, but they made sense inside of me. And they made sense inside of me because of this vision I had, because of this vision that I had to lead myself to always choose evolution, to always choose my soul, to always choose growth. I think a lot of people, when they begin this work of shifting into their desires, get really stuck because oftentimes desires don't feel good. 
initially, right? We were met with this resistance. We're met with the challenges. Like we see the peak of the iceberg, like we see the tip that's light and bright and out of the water. And then we see everything else below the surface that comes with that, the hard conversations, the actions, the move, the quitting, the breakup, it all feels really hard. So it takes this really like soul level commitment to be willing to see your desires fully. And I feel like this is like people like get stuck before they even get into desire, right? Because all of a sudden there's like this desire comes through and then it's like, let's shove that one down. You know, mm. let's shove that one down. Cause then there's like the limiting beliefs that come in. There's the fears that come in. There's the hard conversations that come in. So there's all this energy there that you're like, Oh wait, that's, that's not really something I desire. Where did that thought come from? That was a weird, you know, that was a weird one. And we don't even give ourselves the chance to like fully own our desires to fully tap in there. Mm -hmm. And so Jack and I talk a lot about living in alignment with your truth, right? Live in alignment, live your truth, live, live your essence, shine your light, rise up. And, and it's not just us who speaks about this but it's every other female leader on the internet who's like, ignite your voice, speak your truth out loud, show up, right? But the thing is, there's this level, there's this like willingness to have to see each desire for what it is fully before we can get to that place where we're living in alignment with our truth or before we can even really see what our truth is, right? So there's a lot of humans walking this planet who are really confused by the message, like live in alignment, live your truth, right? Because they're met with so much resistance that they're like, I don't know what that is. I can't see my truth. I can't find it. I don't even know if it's in there. What does that even mean? Do I like there it's, there's so many questions, so many questions. And I feel like this happens too when we're like, but things are, you know, things are good right now. Or, you know, there's so much talk about gratitude. So like, shouldn't I just be grateful for where I'm at right now? Does desire just feel like constantly wanting more that constant striving energy? I'm, I'm content right now. Then comes in the thoughts like, why do I need more? Why is this not enough for me? And then we start to like judge ourselves for even desiring more. Yeah. So before we even get to judging our desires, we just judge the fact that we desire. And we feel guilty for wanting more, right? So many people in the world don't have enough. Who am I to desire more, right? And I'm just going to shift that belief right now in this moment because when you have more, you can give more, right? When you have more resources, when you have more energy, when you have more money, when you have more time, you can then do more for others. So while your ego may step in and say you're so greedy, actually what we can turn around and do, the ripple effect that we can then have when we have taken care of our own desires, we fill the world, right? We fill the world when we fill ourselves first. But if we are on empty, if we're not able to recognize our truth, then how can we lead others to theirs? And right? there's so many ways that then you get to give more, right? You get to give more with resources, with donations. You get to give more with your energy. People get to tap into your energy and you are this like bright, shiny light leading other people along the way. But you have to be leading from a place of desire first. Mm -hmm. So today we want to tap into how. How do I begin to really awaken my truth? Because when we're talking about vision, right, we want to talk about radicalizing your vision in the sense that it is all desire driven, 
right? Because a vision that is result driven is always going to end up in burnout, fatigue. It's not sustainable. It feels tired. It feels forced, right? So any vision that is result driven is also always going to stimulate more. Well, I need to do more. What's next, right? It's that striving, hustling energy because when you build a vision based on results, what happens when you achieve that result? Well, then what's the next result, right? So you're perpetuating a need energy. And then the energetic vibration you're sitting at is want, is lack, is need, is not enough. Very different energetic vibration frequency than desire, play, pleasure, possibility, potentiality. Mm -hmm. And so a vision based on desire is not what should I do next, but what could I do next? What would I love to do next? What would light me up? What would energize me? What feels good in my heart, soul, gut, right? What feels good for me to do next, right? And often when we ask ourselves this question, this is where the resistance rears its head for the very first time. What do you want to do next? Well, you can't do that. That doesn't make any sense. That's not logical. That's not what you're supposed to do. That's not what your parents taught you. That's not what your partner wants. That's not what your boss said. That's not the corporate step up the next, up the ladder, right? Like that's not what Jenny from high school is doing. Mm, Jenny from high school. When it comes to, to leading, to being seen and heard, Jenny from high school, well, you may not think about her every day. She comes into your thoughts way more often than you want her to, right? What's she going to think when she reads this post? What's she going to think when she finds out I'm an Oracle card reader? What's she going to think when she finds out I quit my job? What's she going to think when she finds out I divorced my high school sweetheart? What's she going to think? Jenny is thinking nothing. Most of the time, Jenny is so involved in her own life and what people are thinking about her that she's not even thinking about you, right? So it's almost this ability to separate yourselves from everything you see going on around you and this understanding that everything you see going on around you, unless you're surrounding yourselves with people like us, which, you know, God bless you if you are, <laughs> but um, oh, you're here. You are. Yeah. Oftentimes what and who we're surrounded by are people shutting all over themselves, right? People following the rules, people taking the next right step, people saving for the next house, people having the side hustle before it comes. Like everyone is doing things in their own terms, right? It's the practical thing. It's the reasonable thing. It's the thing that makes sense. It's the thing that's not going to shake things up or stir things up or cause confrontation or stimulation inside relationships. It's easy. It's keeping the peace, right? It's not hard. It's also not expansive. It just... It's here right now and it makes sense. So I can push myself a little, but I'm not going to piss anyone off. And it, it seems easy enough and I can do this. It seems comfortable. It seems safe. That's no fun. That's no fun. <laughs> My son's, he's like the ultimate manifester. He's like the king manifester. And he's always says to me, he's just like, and he's six. And he created this vision board when he was five, when he just turned five. And he was like, well, everything on our vision board like comes true at some point in our life. We just don't know when it gets to happen. I'm like, uh-huh, buddy. Right. Uh -huh. 
So this is a really beautiful intro to vision boarding, why we do it, and even like one of the key parts of creating your vision, right, is the ability and willingness to let go. And so many of my clients and our one-to-one -one clients eventually have to work through this, but it's in that vision creating process where you're like, but I'm, I'm just afraid of disappointment. Like I'm afraid to admit this out loud because what if it doesn't happen? Or what if I don't make it? Or what if it doesn't happen for me? Or what if I'm not capable, right? And so even before we begin, we're trying to control the outcome, right? You guys, creating a vision for your life has absolutely nothing to do with the end result right? It has nothing to do with the outcome or where you land. It's who you are while you move through it, right? Imagine if you land on your deathbed and you're like, okay, I accomplished all the things I wanted. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, J, K, L, got all the way to the end. Check, 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 check. But like, what actually happened? Like, mm. who was I? Like, what did it feel like? What did I actually do? And you're like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't know actually, but here I have this whole list to prove that I did things. Yeah, but who was I? Like, what did that feel like? Right? And this energy of like, oh, did life just like happen? Did life just happen like, just happen like day by day? Or was I part of this? Was I a co-creator? Was I like manifesting, postulating, like really creating the life that I desire to live? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, for a lot of us, the fears creeping in in modern day society are really positioned around like, will I miss it all, right? Did I miss it? Have I missed the moments? Am I present? Am I showing up, right? Because we've been so focused on consumerism and productivity and like rooted in the old paradigm of let's get shit done, let's become successful. And now all of a sudden, we're in this new paradigm of feminine leadership and divinity and pleasure. And we're like, oh yeah, right. Not only do I get to do all those things, but I also get to be who I wanna be while I'm moving through it, right? And this is the way that we want to lead you guys by creating our vision this way and also by teaching you and inspiring you to lead with the being first, right? Mm. If we could create vision boards, and have the belief in it that my six-year-old does you just know like it's just like of course he said to me the other morning he was like well if you feel rich you are rich you know like they just have this unwavering there's not the blocks there's not these ideas coming in that that are saying like they can't have it or it's too much or you know all of this energy all these stories that we've now adopted for ourselves kids like don't have that you know kids don't have that if we can learn to manifest to co-create like a child does, to truly just sink into the belief that like we're worthy because we're here, because we're human beings on the planet. And also as I'm saying that's notice that like, I tell my son he can have it all. I don't limit him, but when it comes to ourselves, we limit our own desires because what we've been told, how we've been conditioned, what's, you know, our own past stories. And it's all not, true. I'm going to tell you the story. I'm going to tell you the story about my son's vision board before we dive in. We first created his vision board a little bit over a year ago. 
and he put a picture of San Diego. San Diego Beach on his vision board and my husband and I were like, how do you even know what San Diego is? Like, how do you even know what San Diego is? And he told us in Madagascar, they go to San Diego Beach and he wants to go and it looks pretty and yada, yada, yada. So we're like, okay, dude, San Diego Beach can go on your vision board and being like, there is like, we live in Canada, there's like zero plan to go to San Diego, to California, to anywhere in the US. And um, he put it up there and for the first like little while, every single night he'd ask me to tell him a story. Tell him a story about a little boy and the things that came true, but I had to use the pictures from his vision board to tell the story. So we ended up in San Diego a lot during these storytelling times. That's a fun activity. Oh, it was so fun. Um, it was his idea. And then, and you guys should have seen like this vision board he created, it took, I think we're gonna blow away up here. Your wine almost blew over. It took him like three weeks to make. He collected all the pictures. We, each day we went on Pinterest and he selected one or two pictures. Then we got them all printed out and we made this beautiful vision board for him. And then he was like, and then mommy has to make one and then daddy has to make one and then Sloan has to make one. But back to San Diego. August comes along last year and my husband who owns a tequila company he's like there's this big cocktail show in San Diego that I was invited to and so I'm gonna drive down and I think you guys should come because like I'm gonna have all this free time we can like hang out with the kids on the beach and like it's all company paid yada 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 and I was like yeah of course amazing still not even really thinking about Kane's vision board and on our drive down there Kane just like looked at us both and he was like See, I told you, I told you, like it was on my vision board, it had to come true. And the thing I love about the child's perspective of the vision is that there's no timeline, right? So you have to understand that while you're in the process of creating your vision and the thing that so many people get stuck on while they're creating these goals is that they attach the goal to an expected timeline right oh i want to make a hundred thousand dollars this month i want to make a hundred thousand dollars this year right in the universe there and this is gonna maybe a little bit but there is no time you guys time does not exist the way that we think it does or know it to exist in the universe right time is a man-made measurement right of days of years of success of age of income it's all relates to this time right and time is just an illusion of what we make it right of what we make it mean well if i make six figures this month then i'm successful right if i make six figures this year then i've made it i've done it right so we create these restrictions around our vision based on the time frame that we believe it needs to happen within. For Kane, when he's creating his vision, he's like, I don't know if I'm going to San Diego this weekend or if I'm going to San Diego in this lifetime. And I don't care when it happens, but the truth is that it's gonna happen right? So what we do to free our mind from getting stuck in the trap of expectation, needing energy, being attached to the outcome is that we take the time out of the equation. Okay. And so when you put something on your vision board, when you put something on your desire list, it's not I desire to host a vision party inside radicalize your life with Jack on the rooftop with Rose today. It's like, no, I desire to do that in this lifetime and I will act in alignment 
with that until the day that it happens, right? And staying committed to that vision that you hold for yourself and showing up in alignment with that vision every single day. And those are the stories you tell. Hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed Radicalize Your Life. If you're wanting access to all of these full workshops, to all of this three-day immersion, you get immediate access. The link to join is in our show notes, still available for you. We love you so much. May your vision bring you to life in ways that you don't even know are possible for you yet. Thank you so much for joining us today. There really is nothing better than bringing a group of grown-ass women together. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and come get real with us every week as we spit our truths and get ready to rise. And if you know other women down to get real, please do us a favor and share this episode on the socials. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at ForTheWildFemme so we can give you a shout out. Instagram is definitely our favorite place to hang. So come join the combo there and we'll see you back here each and every Thursday. Thank you so much for being here. Get ready to rise. Love you, ladies. If you resonated with the messages in this podcast, we would love if you left us a review on iTunes or if you shared this with your community, you can tag the Femme Podcast on Instagram. If you're wanting to take this work just a little bit deeper, hop inside the weekly. Every week we meet, we've got guest coaches covering a wide array of topics on personal growth, development, to really help you sink into living your best life to curating the lifestyle that really sets your soul on fire and choose what you pay. So you can pay whatever you like, $11, 33 or $77 for the entire month. You also get access to all of the recordings. Go take advantage every single month. We also donate part of the proceeds to a change-making organization. So while you are giving back to yourself and really connecting yourself with an incredible community, you're also giving back to the world. So we love you so much. We can't wait to see you inside that community to make change, to spark uh, more collective love together. And as always, we're so appreciative for you and we love you so much. So thanks for listening and we'll see you right back in this same place next week.